Welcome to the Radiant Badass. If you like your suburban mom with a side of punk and your spirituality laced with pop culture references, friend, you are home. I'm your host, Elizabeth Holmes. I'm so glad you're here. Let's have some fun. Hey, friends. Welcome. I was wondering, this is random, I know, but I was wondering, do people still use the term popping off as in... And then she just started popping off or are you just going to pop off like that? Or you want to pop off? Are you popping off? Remember that? Remember when like talking back was popping off and then she just started popping off. That was a moment, wasn't it? It kind of goes with a more innocent time in my mind. It probably popped in my head or popped off in my head. No, that's not the way I use it. It (laughs) it popped in my head because I have been feeling nostalgic big time. My sister was in town recently, and we were able to connect for dinner. And after dinner, we were talking with her daughters about when my sister and I were roommates in Northwest Portland in the 90s, which was a blast. And we were talking about all the funny people we knew and the funny stories and the stupid shit we did. Uh, But we were telling them the cleaned up version. You know, kids were there. But dropping a little mom lore on my sister's girls. And most of that stuff I hadn't thought about that time in my life for a long, long time. And, you know, it was mostly good. That was mostly a good time in my life. But the conversation reminded me of one of the people I hadn't thought about in a long time from that era of my life. And it's this piece of shit guy that I was hanging out with at the time. So I like thought about him. And then A couple days after our visit, I saw that same guy mentioned in an article in the paper. And the general vibe of the article was, spoiler alert, that he's still a piece of shit. And so here's two, no, no, actually, here's three little morals of that story. One, do not reminisce about stuff or people you don't want to conjure when it's between eclipses. Okay, the energy is just too weird and things are going to show up and you won't be prepared for it. And two, when someone shows you who they are, believe it. It's literally decades later and that dude is still an asshole. And three, I want to say that if you think you're stuck in a cycle of dating assholes, I've been there and it's a cycle that you can break out of. Okay, I did. I just wanted to give you a little light at the tunnel. It was actually kind of nice to be reminded about the horrible decisions I used to make for my life and that I don't make such horrible decisions as much anymore. Uh, To quote Alanis Morissette from that same 90s moment, you live, you learn. Okay, enough about that guy. That whole conversation with my sister, though, got me thinking about my younger self. And then that coincided with my husband telling me about uh, some retreat or conference or something that he's going to. And in advance of it, they sent out the icebreaker questions ahead of time. So I just want to say, obviously, someone on that event planning committee is an introvert. And I love them for this accommodation. Inclusion looks like a lot of different things, folks. Don't forget that. But one of the questions, one of the icebreakers they asked was, 
What advice would you give to your 18-year-old self? Not an uncommon question. When I'm asked that question cold, like out in the wild at some team building, getting to know you thing, what advice would you give your younger self is how it's usually phrased. I have a prepared answer. Of course I do. See my previous comment about my introversion. My pat answer is always some version of never date the drummer. First, I want to apologize to all the drummers out there. I'm sure many of you are probably great, but I just needed something quick and clear. And to be real, if my prepared answer was never date the lead singer, people would just be like, da-doy, because, duh, lead singer. I decided I wanted to look a little deeper at the question, though, beyond my flip little practiced answer that's designed for laughs and to reveal a little about myself, but not too much. And I was thinking about myself at 18, since the question was specific to 18 and thinking about what an inflection point 18 is in your life. Like if the question was, what would you tell yourself in your 20s? It's like, take that internship or study abroad, or break up with him now and go abroad to take that internship, right? There's a whole exploratory, expansive vibe to the advice, like try it, check it out. It's rooted in this space of go and explore. And the unsaid is you need to do it now because you're going to grow up and you're going to add all this responsibility to your plate. And you won't have the time or the energy or the money for exploring anymore, right? Our advice to our younger selves is always flavored with this idea that adulting is such a fucking drag. You better have fun while you're young because living is going to suck the life right out of you. And like, yeah, that's what most people in our society experience, isn't it? And also, what the hell? We can do better than that, can't we? Do we have to fulfill this narrative that your allotment of fun is all condensed into these years of your youth when you don't even really know that much? I'm a big fan of using those unencumbered years to explore, to, you know, travel light, figure yourself out, figure out what you like, how you want to live, what you want your life to look like, and the resilience and confidence you'll gain from those bumps in the road while you're exploring. And experimenting, it will serve you well later. But man, if you're lucky, you're going to have way more years on this earth after you're, say, like 30. And why do we set people up to believe that they are simply years to be endured? Endured until you can retire and then you can do what you want. You can do only what you want. I don't know. Like, do you know whose dream it is to do only what they want? Eight-year-olds, that's not a good goal, friend. And it makes me sad that there isn't a better story out there for adulthood. Adulting needs a new PR campaign. And if travel and exploring is your thing, you can make it a priority for your whole life. Or if seeing live music is your thing, or designer bags, or I don't know, foster kids, I don't know. Whatever it is, make it a priority. Making something a priority means something else isn't as important, in case you didn't know. So maybe if travel is your priority, then instead of having a second kid, maybe you take a trip to Europe, okay? 
and it's called Trade-Offs. And there was this whole ass educational series. I think it was from PBS when I was in fifth grade. We watched it, you know, back in the old days when they drug the TV into your room and put the VHS tape in there, right? And the show was called, wait for it, Trade-Offs. The whole lesson was that there are trade-offs in life. If you do A, then you aren't going to be able to do B. And maybe we need to bring that back. Maybe we aren't teaching people that. You will be miserable if you try to do it all because you literally can't. That's it. That's facts. So I would tell my 18-year-old self to remember watching trade-offs in fifth grade and to design your life accordingly. Every single aspect of your life can't have equal priority at the same time. You have to make choices. And if you're in the struggle right now, dealing with an aging parent or an asshole teenager or even a teething toddler, I don't know, and you're trying to balance everything, and right now you're thinking, fuck you. (laughs) And you know what? Fair. Totally fair. When you are in the struggle, it is not the moment to hear that your current situation is partly brought to you by your own choices, and it doesn't make it any less true, okay? As my friend Steph would say, facts. I would also tell my 18-year-old self to screw societal expectations, to truly just throw them out. They are bullshit, and they are made up to keep you too exhausted to notice that they are bullshit. There is no predetermined path to happiness and fulfillment. When I was coming up, I believed there was a formula for happiness. And there is. It just wasn't the one I was sold. You have to determine your own formula for happiness. There's no required timelines you need to accomplish something by either. Life just goes on until it doesn't. So do you. Be as weird as you want. That's another thing I would tell my 18-year-old self. Being normal or fitting in is wildly overrated. What I've found is game respects game. And if you're doing your thing, you're going to find other people that are doing their thing. It does actually work like that. One of my greatest joys in life is to hang out with my youngest and just do weird bits to make them laugh. Little example. We were at the Japanese garden the other weekend. They were home for the weekend. We went to the garden and we were looking at this incredible wooden sculpture that was on display there, uh, hanging from the ceiling, super intricate and detailed and huge. And we're staring at it. And I said to them, so is this one of those kits you can get out of Sky Mall? And then they turned to me and said, I think it's sharper image. And I was like, oh, okay, like totally serious dead serious, the people around us thinking we're weird. We just laughed. Just a good moment of connection and weirdness. Screw the people around us. We just laughed for the rest of the afternoon about it because we just let each other be a little bit weird in public. That's good. That's the good stuff. And I think the final thing that I would tell baby me, most of the shit in life, it's not that serious. Finding the discernment to let go of all the non-serious shit That's important. That's a very important skill, actually. I'd recommend you adopt a, what I call a, so that happened attitude. Shit happens. You say, so that happens, and you move on from there. If you adopt that kind of attitude, you'll live a lighter life. And that's a thing that I for sure wish I'd figured out 
decades before I died. I hate to even contemplate all the energy I wasted on stuff that just wasn't that serious. I'd tell myself, don't create drama. Enough comes your way through being alive that you definitely don't need to stir up shit. To illustrate, I was in getting my mammogram. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Ladies, be aware. Like we're not aware already. Whatever. Anyway, I was in getting my mammogram, which I could get all stressed out about. I've got a fairly, you know, close family history of it. I could borrow all that trouble. At this moment, right now, it's not that serious. I'm just in getting a mammogram. But the lady I saw in the waiting room, obviously in the middle of a course of treatment, that's fucking serious. So save your energy for the serious stuff. There is plenty of it. And stay light when you can. Okay, that was so much advice for baby me. (laughs) I hope she takes it. I'd probably tell her to start a podcast too. Anyway, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for being here. Here being the Radiant Badass Podcast. And I'm Elizabeth Holmes. And I hope to see you back here next week. Radiant Badass.